Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you would, and go to Acts chapter 13. I think we've got a few fans in the house of the book of Acts. Can I hear you? Yeah, that's what I thought. There's a few fans of the book of Acts. It's kind of going around. It's a cultural phenomenon in in 2020, the book of Acts. (laughs) I'd like you to go there tonight. I want to talk to you for the next few moments about being separated unto the Lord. Being separated unto the Lord. You know, we are a called out people. We are those that when the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, he, he says that this is the cry of the Lord. He says, come out from among them or come out from the world. It's a, it's a very strong, direct word. Paul actually, I believe it's right around um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, 15. It's in the book. Just trust me, it's in the book. Put it in your notes. But he writes these words. He says, come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. And then I will receive you unto myself. And I will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and my daughters. Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It's powerful, isn't it? We're a called out people, but we're not just called out from the world. We're not, we're not just called to the place of sanctification and holiness, and I, and I, and I don't want to I don't want to minimize that whatsoever, but tonight the emphasis and the gravity of where we're going is what we're called unto. If you're called out from the world, you're called unto the Lord. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for the power of the Word. We thank you for the authority of the Word and the washing of the Word. We thank you that the Word of God will wash us tonight. It will cleanse us tonight. Your Word will empower us tonight. Your Word will bring faith. Your Word will lift us tonight like wings of an eagle. The winds of the Holy Spirit will blow in our wings tonight. And it will lift and it will empower. And it will bring strength. It will fortify tonight. Holy Spirit, you lose confidence and joy in this house tonight. You lose confidence and you lose joy in this house tonight. I declare the strength of the Lord and the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Are you in Acts 13 tonight? Hallelujah. Now, in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. There were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, and one called Niger, and Lucius from Cyrene, and Manian, who had been brought up from Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord... And fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. That's powerful. 
As they ministered unto the Lord with, with fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. And so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went out to Cilicia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Wow. When you start taking a very close look at the book of Acts, you're going to start making these discoveries. And I know you've made many, but there's more to discover that you'll discover there's something very disarming. There's something very, uh, I want to say, down to earth in the way that the first church related to the person of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is what I mean. While they honored and revered the Holy Spirit, they had a sense of the Holy Spirit's nearness. And this is something that I, I am deliberately trying to cultivate in this greenhouse of victory, a church of His presence, that we, we cultivate something very practical that the Holy Spirit's nearness is amongst us. The Holy Spirit is very present. You know, the Lord is, He's not busy tonight, and the Lord is not off making uh, worlds tonight. He's literally right here in our midst because His name is Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's, he's God in the midst of us. There's a nearness. There's a quality of the Holy Spirit's nearness tonight. And they had a sense, the, the first church had a sense of the nearness of God where they, they revered Him, but they also had the Holy Spirit's involvement in the day-to-day -day operations. And I love that. From the day-to-day -day operations, the Holy Spirit was involved in everything that they were doing, the decisions that the church had to make, the direction that the church had to go, the direction of leadership, how to be directed. How many of you know it's the Lord's church? Amen? It's not my church. It's the Lord's church. He's the great shepherd. I'm the under-shepherd. Amen? It's the Lord's church. But they behaved themselves alert. They, they had a sensitivity, but they interacted with the Holy Spirit. The key to real success, ladies and gentlemen, is honoring and knowing the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the key to true success. And then moving inside of the voice of the Lord. And every one of you can hear the voice of the Lord. Don't let the enemy confuse you. Don't let him lie to you. Tell him to pack his lies and hit the bricks. Hit the road. You can hear the voice of the Lord. You and I are the sheep of his pasture. We know his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Amen? Come on, amen? I want you to see this in the scriptures tonight as we look at, look at Acts 13, as we looks, as we looks at Acts 13. The first thing that we see is that they had a ministry under the Lord, if you're taking notes tonight. This is so key. It's so important. They were ministering under the Lord, and don't miss that. They were ministering under the Lord. It, it is not people first, folks. It is the throne of God first. Are you hearing me? It is not people first. It is the throne first and then others. See, the priority of our corporate gatherings is, is this. It is to minister unto the Lord. 
You know that you're always going to have needy people all around you? Did you know that? Did you know that as long as I'm going to be pastoring, needy needy people are going to be flocking into the church, and they're going to be flocking to the churches around our region? But I want to say for the record, okay, let me go on the record tonight. Our first ministry as Victory, a church of His presence, it's a ministry under the Lord first before it's ever people. And that's the way it will always be. It's a ministry unto the Lord. And that's what the apostles were setting themselves to. That's what teachers and prophets were doing. Notice that. Teachers and prophets, they were ministering unto the Lord with fasting. And then the Holy Spirit started speaking. You see that? You see the order of it? They were ministering to the Lord. And then the Holy Spirit started speaking. Oh, that's good. Come on, that's good. You know, needy people are always going to be amongst us. But if you teach them and train them how to minister unto the Lord and you watch them grow, guess what? You won't have to do everything for them. Whoa. See, leadership is not about giving people what they want. Leadership is about giving people what they truly need. If you teach needy people how to go to the presence of God and access the presence of God, access the place of prayer, I'll tell you what, it goes a whole lot easier when people come to me and wanting me to fix it. And I ask this first question, how much time have you spent really praying about it? Boy, I could tell you some humdinger stories. Are you hearing me tonight? It gets quiet amongst the lambs. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. You got to minister unto the Lord. You got to seek the counsel of the Lord. You got to seek the mind of the Lord. You got to spend time with the Holy Spirit. If you're tied up in knots, if you got knots in your stomach, you got knots in your mind, listen, the encouragement I want to bring to you is these beautiful words of the Apostle Paul be, be anxious for nothing. I think I quoted this last week. Be, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And that peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, if you if you got knots on the inside, just learn to be that worshiper and practice the presence of God of ministering unto the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, folks, inside you're not to be untied. Amen? You'll be delivered from panic. You'll be delivered from fear. And the truth is, folks, all of us face fear. You know, all of us have the opportunity. We get invitations, all of us, for fear all the time. I mean, this, since we crossed the threshold of the new year, think about what has happened in the nations, what's been going on with our president, what's been going on in the Middle East, what's been going on with Iran. I'm telling you what, my, my phone fills up all the time with people all over the country, friends in the nations talking about, wow, look at what is happening. It'd be really easy for anxiety to sink our battleship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? you got to minister unto the Lord. you got to develop that place with being with the Lord, ministering to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you. It's so practical. But we jump over this and we miss it. The first church was ministering unto the Lord with fasting, with worship, with prayers. And what happened? The Holy Spirit broke in. And I don't really know how it happened, 
doesn't really give us details. It just says the Holy Spirit said. Isn't that cool? The Holy Spirit, he said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to. That's powerful. The Holy Spirit separates a select group unto himself. What, what, what did this really look like? We really don't have an indication on a practical level what was the actual method of this. But this is what we do know. Let's stick with what we know, right? Can we stick with what we know tonight? The scriptures, if you look at it, it says that they were actually praying, they were worshiping, and they were fasting. And that's good, and that's what we need to know, right? God desires to infuse us with the Holy Spirit. And he, he desires to put a special grace upon our lives so that we can begin to accomplish historic acts at this time. There are men and women in this body that are going to move in acts of wonders. Men and women in this congregation that are going to move in acts of power, demonstrations of courage, demonstrations of prophetic words, demonstrations of stepping out when everyone is stepping back, demonstrations of having a word in due season when everyone is zipping their lip because of fear and becoming cowards. God's going to put a word in your mouth. God's going to put a word in your mouth and in your belly. It's going to be like a fire in your belly, and you're going to prophesy. You're going to step forward. You're going to be the hands of the Lord. You're going to be the feet of the Lord. You're going to have the word of the Lord. You won't be, you won't be caught up in pride. You'll know it's the Lord. I love what Aaron said tonight. It's not about us. It's the Lord. Holy Spirit desires to anoint you and I. Holy Spirit desires to speak through you a word of accuracy. A word of accuracy. A, a, a word of courage. It is now time for us to begin to learn how to roar. It is now time for us to begin to learn how to roar. You have to find your roar. You have to find your voice. And it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen, church. Not only did they go by the Holy Spirit. This is, man, not only did they go. Paul, or excuse me, yeah, uh, he was not yet Paul. He was Saul. That's what I wanted to correct. Barnabas and Saul, I want you to notice that they went by the Holy Spirit. You all see that? They went. They, they were commissioned. It's just so it's so practical tonight. I wasn't even thinking about it, Aaron, Melanie, tonight. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about it in the scriptures tonight as I was preparing this message. But there was substance to it. Can you see it? The Holy Spirit was speaking, and they separated Barnabas and, and Saul for the work that the Holy Spirit had called them to. But not only can the Holy Spirit tell you to go, the Holy Spirit will also tell you to stop. How many of you have ever had that? You can testify that. Holy Spirit can tell you to go. The Holy Spirit can tell you to stop. I can tell you practical things. I mean, so, so impactful that the Holy Spirit spoke to me that literally saved my life. That literally happened to me in my, my sophomore year in Bible college where the Holy Spirit literally saved my life by speaking a word to me. And I'm not going to go into the details of that tonight. But He literally saved my life. Praise God. 
Amen. And it's good to be here in 2020. Amen. It's good to still be here. Amen. I want, uh, if you, see, if you pick up their story later in Acts 16, I want you to look at it. It's in Acts 16, verse 6 and 7. And this is what I want to draw out because the Holy Spirit can commission you to go, but the Holy Spirit also knows when to tell you to stop. And if you read Acts 16, verse 6 and 7, it says, Now, when they had gone through Phrygia, uh, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Whoa, do you all see that? After they had come to uh, Mysia, they tried to go into uh, Bithynia, and the Spirit did not permit them. Everybody see that? That's powerful. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. They tried to go another direction. The Holy Spirit did not permit them. Uh, what, what am I doing right now? I'm trying to make a very simple point to you. The Holy Spirit will commission you to go, and the Holy Spirit will also commission you to stop. You have to be, you have to be directable by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to be able to direct you. Amen. I mean, Paul, Paul must have had all kinds of disoriented feelings about that, that just how that felt as a, as a leader. When, when God speaks to a leader to say, no, you're not, you're not allowed to go this, this direction. I, I remember a very strong, strong prophetic word back in 2009 over me and my wife's lives. We were, we were in a gathering of, of about 250 pastors and pastors' wives, and uh, it doesn't matter who it is, but a, a prophet was up in front, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me immediately, and he said, he's about ready to give you a word, son. And the, the moment I heard that, I was going to reach out and touch my wife and tell her, the Lord just spoke to me. He's going to give a powerful prophetic word over us. And before I could reach my wife, he said, Brian, I want you to step out right now. <laughs> and I stepped forward, and he gave me this mega word. In, within the, the power of this seed, of this word, I'll give you just a portion of it. He said, Brian, you're not allowed to do what other ministers are allowed to do. You're not allowed to do what other pastors are doing. You're not allowed to do what your other friends and the ministry are doing because God has set you apart unto himself and he's called you for a very distinct purpose unto him. And I won't go through the rest of it. But I want you to hear that tonight, that we're not always allowed to just do whatever we want to do. Even though we're anointed people, even though we're creative people, even though we've got a great Holy Ghost imagination, you know what? You need to be harnessed and yoked to the Holy Spirit. You need to be yoked and harnessed and stepping in step with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, He'll call you to go. Sometimes He'll tell you to stop. And I'm just making that point. And all of us can make those mistakes. I, I, I've made those mistakes. <laughs> I've tried to go other places. <laughs> I've tried to do other things. But you know what? The Lord re-harnessed me and said, No, I'm going to lead you right back right here. <laughs> Okay, yeah, <laughs> love you. In America, in America, wow, we, we cannot even begin to calculate the devastating cost that the church has actually had to pay. 
and I'm talking about the church universally, ministries and churches that have been built on people's own strengths or their own wits or their, their activity. We seem in America to gauge service unto God by activity. I want to say that again. It's like we, we seem to just gauge the will of God by being busy and being active. Now, what am I really pointing to? Remember, the bulk of our text was they were ministering unto the Lord. Don't forget that. See, that's the core foundation of this message. Because so many, so many times, churches and lives, we can get so caught up in being busy and busy for busyness sake and think activity is just the will of God when it's not. And I'm not saying that God's calling you to be lazy and God's calling you to be passive because He is not. Oh, He is not. But there's something that has to be said about ministering unto the Lord, and it's what the Lord speaks. You've got to minister unto the Lord, and what He speaks, what, what God gives you authorization and access into, that's when you give your yes. And if you don't have access into something, don't try to beat the door down. I want to encourage you to be this kind of a man and a woman. Be this kind of a man and a woman. Don't be jiggling on the door handles or trying to push the door in or battering ram the door in because of your powerful intercession. You're just going to batter the door down. But no, if the Lord's not opening the door for you, it's not your door. And if the Lord opens the door for you, jump through it and shout. That's how it works. That's how it works. But it comes through the secret of ministering unto the Holy Spirit. I mean, Paul had to be baffled. What do you mean, Holy Spirit? I don't have access. I'm not allowed to go in there and preach in Asia. Notice the Holy Spirit did not permit them. This is a very strong word. The Holy Spirit forbid them. Wow. Whoa. That's powerful. I believe the Holy Spirit is bidding His people. He's calling us to Himself. And if if we answer the summons of the Holy Spirit, if we answer the call of the secret place of the Holy Spirit in that place of ministry, we're going to find a commission that's going to be backed with wonders and signs and miracles for this new decade. Amen? Folks, you're an army. You're a mighty army. You're a mighty pride of lions. You're a mighty pride. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're a mighty pride of lions. You're a mighty army. God desires for you and I to take territory. He desires for us to take territory. We've got to keep working this. It's like leaven in the family. We've got to keep working that leaven of the kingdom in the church and saying it over us all, all the time. I say it over my children. I say it over me and Brent so we think this way, so our minds are renewed. You and I, we have been wired. We have been, it has been placed in your spiritual DNA. You're not called just to take up room in a church and in a chair, you're called to take territory for the kingdom of God and advance the will of God that His kingdom would come and His will be done in the earth. You have been given authority to permit and to forbid the enemy. 
that we are to permit heaven and we are to forbid the works of the devil in the name of Jesus. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him praise. This was their secret in the book of Acts. They obeyed, don't miss this, they obeyed the original instruction from Jesus. And what was it? Wait, be endued with power. Remember this? Be filled. Then surrender. Be led by the Holy Spirit. I love this. See, if we're called to carry great hope in this hour, and you are, you are called to carry great hope in this hour, you have to engage the Holy Spirit the way that the disciples and Acts were engaging Him. I believe that we have to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. <sighs> ah, I believe we need to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit in 2020. I believe we're going to be reintroduced in this decade. The church at large is going to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be some shock and awe. And there's going to be some fear and trembling. I, I've been saying this for about 25 years. I believe before there's ever a great awakening, there will be a rude awakening. <laughs> we need to be in, reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we need to take a fresh look at what Jesus said and why the Holy Spirit would come. Why? And the power that the Holy Spirit would have and what is the mandate of the Holy Spirit. And I hope you heard that right. So many of us are caught up on the power that we think we have or the mandate that we think we have or the commission that we think we should have rather than being so obsessed with the supreme vision of the Holy Spirit with bringing glory and honor to Jesus in the earth. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for His mandate. It's not the other way around, ladies and gentlemen. I want the mandate of the Holy Spirit for this city, for this region, for this state. I don't want my agenda. I'm telling you, I've, I, I've, I've carried grand, my wife has too, grand dreams. We've always seen that stadium packed out, the Orioles Stadium. We have always seen it packed in our spirit. We've always seen us doing a soul-winning crusade there and people flocking and coming to Christ. I believe that's the agenda of the Holy Spirit. I believe you're, you're going to see that day. I believe Sarasota is going to see that day. The Holy Spirit's got epic agendas. He's after cities. He's going to take cities. Smile at me. He's going to take cities. He's going to take regions. He's going to do it. He's going to take cities. He's hungry for regions. He's going to take cities. My gosh. I'm just going to keep washing this over you. I'm going to let it keep coming over you. He is the Lord of transformation. He is the Lord of transformation. Speak it over your little children. He's the Lord of transformation. He's the Lord that took that water and turned it into wine. He's the Lord of transforming families. He's the Lord of transforming cities. He's the Lord of transforming churches. I mean, here we are. We're just over, we're just over two years old. 
the, 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 the Lord could move. See, if, if we minister unto the Lord, the Lord could speak and do something so accelerated so quickly for us as a family, it'd make our heads spin and pop off. But see, it's about setting the agenda first, the right agenda. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what the Holy Spirit's saying? Is, I think is much more important. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's highest agenda is to glorify Jesus supreme in the earth in this hour. Now, this is a little strong, but I, I believe there's a fearful reckoning coming. coming. This is a little strong. Stay with me. I love you. I'm not mad at anybody. You're amazing. But I believe there's a fearful reckoning coming from the Holy Spirit himself in this new decade. Stay with me here. I believe that the Holy Spirit, see, folks, the Holy Spirit is holy. <laughs> That's deep, huh? Study that in the Greek and Hebrew. The Holy Spirit is holy. What are the odds? He is so sacred. And that's why we need to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. There has been so much hype, pomp, circumstances, glitter in the church. I got to tell you, for a long time, it's like the Holy Spirit was just... I, I, would get, I would get in things and the Holy Spirit would say, I'm not in this. I'm not in this. And I'm not being critical. I'm telling you, I was learning how to hear the voice of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is not in hype. The Holy Spirit is not in manipulation. The Holy Spirit is not in silly, screwy gimmicks that just fleece the church and makes a mockery of the gospel so that people can steal all kinds of money from people for their grand door, and they've got to have this plane, and you're going to get mad. they got to have this plane, and they got to have this car, and now they've got to have this, and I'm going to tell you something. God's not in that. And I'm going to tell you flat out, God's not against you being blessed. He wants you blessed. He dreams of you being blessed. He died so that you could become blessed. But this silly stuff and the games that has gone on, and let's just narrow it down to the American church, because that's where m most of the fluff and pomp and circumstances happen. The Holy Spirit's done with all that. He's, been he's never been in it. He's long done with it. It's just really taking the church to be reintroduced to actually what is real. And you're amongst the people tonight that doesn't want anything fake. I don't, I don't want anything fake. I want what is genuine. I want what is real. I, we will never, I, I remember one year I had a friend, I had a friend come in, and he, he's just started pushing people down at our church. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was so upset with him, and I loved him. I was so upset with him. He just started pushing people down. And after the meeting, I had to go to him. And I, I had to say, look, I love you. We hadn't been friends for very long. I said, I love you. I respect you. You're a man of God. But I'm going to tell you something. You never push people down a victory. You never do that. That is not God. That is not allowed here. And you need to be corrected. You're wrong. He never repented for it. And we're no longer friends. And I hate saying that. I hate saying that. But you, I'm going to tell you something, folks. The highest priority of a shepherd is to protect the sheep. 
That's what we're supposed to do. It's wrong when you see all that kind of hype. It's, it's wrong. The Holy Spirit, listen, let me encourage you. The Holy Spirit has the power to put you on the floor. The Holy Spirit also has the power to stick you to the ceiling. I just say, Holy Spirit, you do whatever you want to do. As long as nobody's pushing you, shoving you, manipulating. And that ain't going to happen here. And I, I want to tell you something. Folks, I believe we're moving to an outpouring of the Spirit of God that's going to be unprecedented. And I'm set in this house to make sure it's protected because the man who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. It's got to be sacred. We're coming to a fearful reckoning. It's got to be holy ground again. The person who is seeking glory, they're not going to stand a chance with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. The person who is seeking glory, he doesn't stand a chance with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. The glory goes to Jesus. I said the glory goes to Jesus. You never, ever touch that glory or take applause to yourself. It belongs to the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. Folks, it is holy unto the Lord. I want you to go to Acts chapter 8 for just a moment. And you remember there was a person, he was a sorcerer, and he tried to actually buy the impartation of the Holy Spirit. How many remember this? This is powerful stuff. And the apostle Peter told him this, and I'm in Acts Chapter 8, and I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to begin in verse 18. For those in the media, I hope I gave you verse 18 through 22. It says, when, when Simon Peter saw that, or excuse me, when Simon saw, Simon the sorcerer, when he saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, give me this power also. Whoa. That anyone on whom I lay my hands will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter, the apostle, Peter said, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. Oh, you have neither part or nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness and pray that God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Wow. I think there's been a lot, of, a lot of games played with money in the church. Come on, say amen. There's been, there's been a lot of games. There's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of facade promises. If you'll give $1,000, if you give $1,000 tonight, we're, God's going to do this. And I've got anointing oil from this place, and I've, I've got a piece of, you know, whoever's miracle tent, and this is going to do this for you. And, are you hearing what I'm saying? Wow, 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 wow. I want to tell you something, folks. There's a paradox about the Holy Spirit. You need to write it down. There's a paradox about the Holy Spirit that we've all got to learn. The Holy Spirit actually seeks out vessels to use for God's glory. But the Holy Spirit is also equally willing to walk away and find someone else when an individual is playing games with him. I mean, I'm preaching it straight. It's the way you like it, Doug, right? That's why you're here. I'm preaching it to you straight, friends. The Holy Spirit, you can't fool him. 
Holy Spirit, you can't bluff him. You can't fool the Holy Spirit. You may be able to fool people. You may be able to fool people some of the time. I'm going to tell you one thing that I've learned. You can't fool all the people all the time. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. You can't fool the Holy Spirit ever. He can't be duped. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit will walk away from someone who's playing games. This is a good word, isn't it? When Jesus explained the coming of the Holy Spirit, he began with this news that literally shocked and stunned the disciples. And this is in John chapter 8, verse 21. John chapter 8 and verse 21. This shocked and stunned the disciples. Jesus gives this really good news. I'm going away. <laughs> Wait, Jesus, I mean... The camp meetings are going awesome. People are coming out. People are, you're feeding everybody. I mean, news is about you is spreading. Uh, I, I'm going away. Now, I want you to try to imagine this profound impact that this had on them. Are you thinking? You got your thinking cap on tonight? Think about the profound impact that this had upon them. This news of Jesus is going away, it had to hit them like a Mack truck. Think about it. Like a truck, the tide of, of, of public opinion has now been turned totally against them. The atmosphere is so hostile against Jesus and the apostles. Do you understand this? And in the midst of the atmosphere being hostile towards the good news of, of miracles and signs, People are even mad that people are being raised from the dead. They're trying to kill people that have been raised from the dead. I mean, how bad of a day do you have to have to be Lazarus? I mean, you've been raised from the dead, but the religious people are now trying to kill you because you're back alive. I mean, man, you're having a bad day. You've had a bad day. You've had a bad I couldn't stand that song. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad day. You've died. You're back. No, they want to kill you because you're back. <laughs> Josiah said to me, he said, oh, Dad, you know, I'm not really good with microphones yet. And I, I didn't know what to say to people, but I, I, I did want to say to them, I'm like the Terminator, and I will be back. <laughs> I'm saying it for him tonight. I'm just transferring that tonight from New Zealand. <laughs> I miss my boy, my man. I miss him. Oh, help me, Lord. The atmosphere was hostile against them. Everything in the culture was turning against the apostles, but I, I want you to get this. This was intense. They were still so untrained for an impossible task ahead of them. I want that to let that just settle in on you. They were so untrained still for an impossible task and commission ahead of them. How many of you believe they could have felt a great sense of abandonment? I do. I think that they, they had a great sense of abandonment. But I want you to watch this because, see, this is really where the church stumbles. And I don't mean Victory Church of His Presence. I just mean us with everybody else. Because this is where the church stumbles because 
it's like the Holy Spirit. We start thinking the Holy Spirit is just some consolation prize for the disciples. The Holy Spirit just becomes this kind of coping method, if you will, for the vacuum of Jesus' departure. <laughs> no. No. They're not just breaking even. <laughs> Watch this. Jesus actually says, it is to your advantage that I leave. I just felt the anointing surge on me. It just came behind my back, just hit me like a wind. He says in John 16, go there. If you got the courage to go there, come on, I dare you. I double dog dare you to go to John 16. If you got the courage, come on, man up, woman up. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, army. <laughs> one, of the, one of the men in our church grabbed me a couple weeks ago, and he goes, I love that you speak to us like a general. I love that. Never stop. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. John 6, 16, verse 6. Are you there? Say yes if you're there. It's behind me. Let's do this. But because I have said these things to you, and what were those things? <laughs> I'm going away. He says, I'm going away. Watch this. Because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin. Because they do not believe, believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Whoo! The, the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come... He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. Watch this. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me. You see that? You see the agenda of the Holy Spirit? You see the agenda of the Holy Spirit? He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking. He will glorify me. That's our agenda. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine, and he will declare it to you, victory. He will, Jesus said, he will take, the Holy Spirit will take what is mine. He'll declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Look at the advantage. What is the advantage? Here it is. Jesus came in bodily form. He operated in one physical d d domain or location at one time. Remember that? Jesus couldn't be everywhere. Jesus could only be, if he was in the Sea of Galilee, he was in the Sea of Galilee. If he was ministering in Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem. If he was ministering in the city of Magdala, he was in Magdala. If he was in the city of Nazareth, he was in the city of Nazareth. If he was in the city of Cana, having a good time at a wedding, he was at the city of Cana. But not so here. Here's the advantage. Now that phase of Jesus' ministry was completed. Now it was going into another phase. The power was about to be exponentially increased. 
the power was now about to be exponentially increased. See, the Holy Spirit, He's not limited. The Holy Spirit is not limited. Holy Spirit is omnipresent. That means He's everywhere. He's everywhere at all times. The Holy Spirit. And it says that He will actually move in the earth and He'll begin to convict the world of sin. You see that? You know the Holy Spirit is actually moving right now, convicting people of sin? He's doing it right now. How many of you remember when the Holy Spirit was telling you and convicting you of sin? Raise your hand, both your hands and your feet. You heard him, didn't you? <laughs> you heard him. Your, your heart was beating out of your chest. Nobody was, nobody was preaching to you. You weren't, you weren't walking down some road and there was some great street preacher like R.W. Shambach. Hey, sinner! No, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's a true story. R.W. Shambach, when he was a young boy, there was, there was a street preacher, and he said, hey, sinner. And R.W. Shambach said, I knew he was talking to me when I heard his voice, and I stopped running, and I turned around, and he said, that's right, sinner. You know how it was. Nobody was preaching to you. Holy Spirit was speaking to you. Your heart was beating out of your chest. What was happening? He was convicting you of sin. He was chasing you down. He was courting you. He was romancing you. He was saying, ha-ha, I'm calling you to the Father. I just added the ha-ha. It, 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 it's not in the scriptures, but give me a little lenience, Aaron, right? <laughs> he likes some ha-has. Because the Holy Spirit was now going to fall on all flesh in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit was going to fall on all flesh, and on the day of Pentecost... I want you to hear this tonight. The church stopped being some ragtag team of prayer, just huddling away 10 days in an upper room. Oh, no, 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 no. Suddenly from heaven, there came a global force. Suddenly, 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 suddenly from heaven came a global force. A sound came into a city called Jerusalem. It's where, we, it's where we track our root system. We don't just track our root system to Azusa Street, 312 Azusa Street in Los Angeles or the Welsh Revival or, or wherever you want to pick your awakenings. No, no, no. We, we trace our lineage and our heritage, who we are as a people, to an upper room. In Jerusalem where the Holy Ghost was poured out, suddenly this invisible person, he would be released to engage and envelop the entire world. Did you hear that? This person, God the Father is a person. God the Son is a person. God the Holy Spirit is a person. This person would be released by Jesus to engage and envelop the entire world and start convicting by serving the commander-in-chief, Jesus. And then he would start empowering the armed forces of the body of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? Whoa. The Holy Spirit, He has all the wisdom. Hear this tonight, folks. Let your spirit just receive and drink this in. The Holy Spirit has all the wisdom we've ever needed to decode culture. The Holy Spirit has everything that you need to avoid traps that have been laid and set for your life. The Holy Spirit will keep you from people of evil intent. 
The Holy Spirit has the, the power and the ability to speak through your lips, becoming anointed. This is what Jesus promised about your mouth. In Luke 21, 15, Luke 21, 15, this is what Jesus said about your mouth. Your adversary shall not be able to gainsay or resist you. Did you hear that? There's going to be in this decade the wisdom that is not of this age, the wisdom that is not of this world, that God's going to put in the mouths of young babes, of young children, of young teenagers, of men of God like you, women of God like you, that the enemies are not going to be able to revolt against it. They'll be dumbfounded. They won't be, it'll be irrefutable. It'll be irrefutable. Brian, you really believe that? Yes, I do. The Holy Spirit was never meant to add or uh, just meant to be a supplement to our good ideas or our talents. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is not just some uh, mystical force that we go to in times of emergencies. <laughs> Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit is not a final option. The Holy Spirit is the only option. The Holy Spirit is not a final option. He's your only option. It's good, isn't it? See, I believe that all the failures in our battles, hear this tonight, all the failures in our battles... All the ground that the enemy has taken, all the ground the enemy has taken in America, all, all of the moral freedoms, my God, that we have lost in America can be traced back to this. Our own activity outside of the Holy Spirit. All the territory that we've lost, it's because of our activity outside of the Holy Spirit. We think we're smart enough. We think we're creative enough. We think we're gifted enough. You don't believe that we've done that? Look, look at the pattern of churches in America who is the success today. It's the church that doesn't need the Holy Spirit. They're the ones calling the shots. All the people go to them. I've preached in them. I've preached in huge churches. I've been denounced in them. I'm no longer allowed to preach in a lot of them. I've preached in, in churches of 2,500, 3,500, 5,000. I've been denounced out of them. Because you can't talk about this. And you can't talk about this. And you can't talk about this. And you can't talk about this. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Knock, knock, knock. We need to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. And, <laughs> my God. <laughs> you know, the Lord is literally knocking on the door of his own church saying, when are you going to let me in? When are you going to let me in? You know, I've been offered other churches. I don't even, I, I never talk about this stuff. 
I've been offered other churches. I've been told by pastors around the country, Brian, if you if you would just change this and do did 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 did, did if you come into our network and you learn how to do did, 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 you would grow exponentially. You'd be a thousand by the end of the year. Well, God, I man, I I would just reach my destiny then. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, by by the age of forty six. I've I've reached my destiny. I'm I'm pastoring. A, my God, Doug, I'm leading. I'm leading a thousand people. My God, I got cool boots and good hair, and I, I got a thousand people. Man, I'm going somewhere. Let everybody look at me. I'm going somewhere. You see how stupid all this is? I'm after something totally different. We're not allowed to do what everybody else gets to do. You're not allowed to do what everybody else gets to do. Two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, we were with Michael Koulianos over in Orlando, and I loved what he said. He said, you know, right now we're not the in crowd. All the, all the church in America is doing all their stupid stuff. We're not the in crowd. We're, we're the remnant people, praying, fasting, seeking God, worshiping. Standing before the throne, going after the face of Jesus. He said, we're not the in crowd, but one day if we keep burning and all their silly stuff just implodes, we're going to be the ones that are in the in crowd. People are going to start coming and say, well, wow, what's going on there? What's that? Oh, that, that's not about light shows and fog machines. Oh, they've actually got the power of God in their midst. Maybe we should join that. Amen, 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 amen. Wow. I want you to look at John 16, 15 one more time. All things the Father has are mine, and therefore he will take what is mine. He'll declare it to you. Here's an astounding fact that I want you to see. The, Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to declare everything that Jesus has. You see that? The Holy Spirit wants to declare everything Jesus has. You might want to write it down tonight. The Holy Spirit wants to declare everything Jesus has. Joe, how's he going to do it? He has to declare it through us. You and I have to actually begin to declare everything Jesus has. Jesus has the victory. Jesus has to triumph over sin. Jesus has triumph over death. Jesus has triumph over the devil. Jesus has victory over sickness and disease. Jesus has victory over poverty. Are you hearing me? We have to begin to decree all that has been given to us. The Apostle Paul, he actually reinforces this. The purpose of the Holy Spirit in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 and 12, he says, Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Wow. This brings me great hope tonight. This message from the Lord to us. This is not a sermon. This is a message from the Lord. God is separating a people. Just like the Holy Spirit said, separate these men. Just like the Holy Spirit said, separate these men. 
God is separating people, vessels of honor. We prayed it in our prayer time tonight. Vessels of honors who will move in this precise relationship that they had with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit said, separate unto me. In other words, the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to be nearer to me. you got to hear that. It's not people first. It's not about your assignment. The Holy Spirit is saying, I want to be closer to you. We have to relearn our dependency upon the Holy Spirit. We have to relearn our dependency upon the Holy Spirit. I had a mentor in my life, a wonderful man of God, and he would always say, Brian, we're not self-made men. We're God-made men. You're not a, God, you're, you're not a, a self-made woman. Even in all your gifts and your talents and your abilities, you're a God-made woman. I'm a God-made man. I don't boast. and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good at a few things. Not a lot. I'm good at a few things. But he gets the glory. He gets the glory. Come on. He gets the glory. We have to relearn our dependency on the Holy Spirit. I want to read some words by a prophet named David Wilkerson. How many of you remember the prophetic voice of David Wilkerson? I came across these words this week, and this really touched my heart because, see, even the best of us can be fooled. Did you hear me? Even the best of us can be fooled. We can be duped. I want you to listen to the words of David Wilkerson. He had a powerful ministry in New York. He was a prophet to our nation. He was a prophet to the nations. He said, I want you to listen to this. Are you listening? I'm about done. He said, I knew, I knew that the blessing was not a building. It wasn't some well-planned scheme to reach the lost. I knew that it was not in bigness. I, I knew that it was not in activity. I discovered the hard way that the glory of God, the peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, was, it, was being glorified through stripping me down emptying me and making me totally weak. God had to expose, this is David Wilkerson, God had to expose all my values. He turned his flaming eyes on my soul and he showed me. I had to reject my old ways of doing things or I was going to be doomed and lost in the maze of self-imposed activity. <laughs> I need a drink of water after that one. The Holy Spirit is desiring vessels of honor. The Holy Spirit is looking for men and women just like Brian, just like you, just like we know that we, we're, we come to the end of ourselves. We, we have to come to the end of ourselves and realize we are weak. And if we, if we coerce ourselves, if we coach ourselves, we'll let ourselves do all of our life on our own. We'll find a way, won't we? We'll find a way. Life finds a way. We'll do it. We'll man up. Yep, yep. Well, we got this. We got this. We're good. We're good. We got this. We're creative. We're strong. We got gifts. We got talents. But we have to be stripped down. We have to be stripped down even to weakness to recognize the Holy Spirit is our greatest advantage. 
May we relearn our dependency upon the Holy Spirit. All right, Brian. Well, then how do we do this? I'm glad you asked. How do we surrender to the Holy Spirit? How do we honor his invitation to all of us to be separated unto him? And I'm going to close with this tonight. I want you to turn to Proverbs 3. And this could be a very familiar passage to you, but I want us to look at it with fresh eyes tonight, and then I close. The proverb in chapter 3 says, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. There it is. And lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. And He shall direct your paths. Number one is trust. Write it down. Trust. All ambition to succeed can only be abandoned with trust. You must believe in your heart. That if you're concerned about the matters of the kingdom, that the Holy Spirit will start concerning himself with the matters that are inside your heart. Did you hear that? In Psalm chapter 37 and verse 4, Psalm 37 and verse 4, you may know this. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. I'll give you another one. No no one said it better than Jesus. How about that? No one said it better than Jesus. Matthew 6, 33. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It starts with trust. It starts with trust. Number two, you cannot lean on your own understanding. You cannot. You cannot. Don't get me wrong here. God does not want you to be passive. I said that earlier. God doesn't want you to be passive. He wants you to be aggressive with your faith. Somebody say amen to that, please. God wants you to be aggressive with your faith. He wants you to be a man of action. He he wants you to be a woman of action. But remember, it was even the Holy Spirit that stopped Paul two times in Acts 16. Paul was trying to go somewhere else. (laughs) The Holy Spirit simply wants our actions to be directed by Him. You know, even even waiting on God is being active. Somebody needs to be encouraged in here. Even waiting on God is being active. You're not being lazy. You're not lazy. If you're waiting on God, you're not lazy. You're being active waiting on God. That's for your encouragement tonight. And waiting on God is not a lazy man's job. (laughs) God's called you to pray. God's called you to worship. God's called you to fast. There's your work. As they ministered unto the Lord, with what? Prayer, worship, fasting. Cody, join me. I need some worship. (laughs) Listen to this. James 1 and 5. James 1 and 5. You know it. If any man lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Listen to Hebrews eleven six 6 tonight. You know it, but you need to hear it tonight. You know it. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder 
of those who diligently seek Him. Number three, acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Number three, acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Listen right here. Listen good. Nothing is more important than this last point. Remember how we began this message tonight? Do you remember where we're, where, where we at? We were in Acts 13 where, a, where teachers and prophets were being separated, right? They were ministering unto the Lord, and the Holy Spirit started speaking. Remember this tonight. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Let me explain how this, this works. You know, it, it doesn't mean that we become robots to God. Y'all know that? It doesn't mean we, we become robots that that we can't think for ourselves. It's not, I, I don't stand, I don't stand in our walk-in closet and say, Holy Spirit, uh, which pair of jeans should I wear tonight for church? Uh, what boots should I wear tonight? I mean, evidently, God must have spoke to Jeannie with these red boots because they're, they're killer. I'm telling you right now, best boot award tonight to Jeannie. But, but you don't walk into, you know, your closet. Which earrings and accessories should I wear tonight? Which purse should I wear? Which shawl should I wear? No. No, you're free to think for yourself. Right? Here's the question. It's about honor. Here's the question. It's about honor. Say the word tonight, honor. Say it again. See, if I... If I went over to Sky and Jill's house, I've been to Sky and Jill's house, and I like their house. But if I went over to Sky and Jill's house and I wanted a cup of coffee, I know that if I asked them, hey, can I have a cup of coffee? Jill would be like, absolutely, Brian, absolutely. She'd just start making a cup of coffee for me and Brent. But if I just, if I'm at Sky and Jill's house, and I just want a cup of coffee, and I just kind of mosey up. You know, she, they're, they're talking. Sky's talking. And I just get up, and I go into their kitchen, and I just start looking for their coffee. And I start looking for their creamer. I'm like, well, you don't have any hazelnut in this place? <laughs> you know? I hear Biff right now. I had your car towed all the way to your house for you, and all you got for me is a light beer? All right, that's, that's back to the future. I'm sorry. There's a lot of stuff up there. <laughs> I came all the way to your house, and you don't even have hazelnut? <laughs> Stay with me. But if I just started, if I just moseyed on into Sky and Jill's kitchen, and I just started making the coffee, what, what would that be? I'm not honoring their house. Does that make sense? It's so simple. I'm not honoring their house. See, it's a matter of honor. If I, if I, if I acknowledge this is the Lord's house, you understand that? When I, when I come in here, I'm not throwing elbows. This ain't my house. This ain't even our church property. I mean, we're coexisting with people. But you know what? When we get our own property, it's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. It's about honor. If we can minister unto the Lord properly with prayer and with worship and fasting, the Holy Spirit's going to start speaking. He's already speaking. We've moved into a glorious new year. He's already speaking. And you're already hearing Him. You're already stepping into alignment. You've already, you've already made accommodations. You've already made adjustments in your life saying, this year, I'm cutting that out. Listen, you better be careful this year, the voices that you listen to. Because some of them, they're not accurate. 
You've already made some adjustments. You've shut off voices. You've shut off agreements with this or with this friendship or this partnership or this person's going that way and they're, they're out there in Neverland. It's about honor, knowing that this is the house of the Lord. Lord, what do you want? What do you want, Lord? What do you desire, Lord? I think it's ridiculous that we can go throughout our day and not even ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want? You know, honestly, when I come in here, I I think you all know this. I study hard, I get prepared, and I don't bring peanuts and popcorn or cotton candy to the church. But I'm going to tell you right now, if I've studied and labored over a word and the Holy Spirit tells me, you scrap that and you go this way, I'm telling you, if you know me, you know I do that. I'm going to tell you why. It's about honor. It's about honor. I honor the Holy Spirit. When, when, when these guys get up here and they start feeling the winds and Cody feels the winds of the Spirit, him and Sandra have a list and they, they've rehearsed and they've gotten ready, but if the wind blows and they... That's what's going on up here. That's what's going on. This is the Lord's church. This is the Lord's house. And it's about our dependency on the Holy Spirit. I want to declare over you, 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 you. I want to declare over you, you watching by line. Tonight, you and I have been separated unto the Lord. We are called out ones. You are called out ones. You are separated unto the Lord for His good pleasure and His work for your assignment. You feel different in your skin. You feel like you don't fit in with everybody else. No. No. You do fit here. Hear this tonight. You do fit here. You're amongst a people who's being pruned, who's being hardwired by the Lord, who's being adjusted, who's being corrected, who's being redirected, who's being restored. God's doing that in all of us. And there's no ministry like the Holy Spirit's ministry. The Holy Spirit can transform you from the inside out. He's the Lord of transformation. Say it tonight. He's the Lord of transformation. I want you to stand tonight. And I'm going to open the altar this evening for anointing. For anointing. And this is what I believe our our altar call needs to be. That we would be a people. I've went long tonight, but you can handle it. And now your butt feels better. And you can even handle more. You're like, dear God, Brian. Both cheeks are numb. I mean, you've really went long. (laughs) Our assignment is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Worship the Lord and honor the Holy Spirit. And if you do, if you continue to do it, you're going to receive the voice of the Lord continually. Go here. Don't go there. Go, stop, redirect. You know, you're changeable. You know that? You're, you're adaptable. Say it over yourself. Don't, don't, don't keep kicking yourself. And why do I keep 
making the same mistakes and why, 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 why do I, you know, kick against this? And No, you're changeable. The Holy Spirit is changing you. You're adaptable. The Holy Spirit can redirect you. You're good. He's got you. Tonight, I want to pray for some folks that really, and, and, and you can stay, you can stay back in your seat. No condemnation. But tonight, while I've been ministering, you have felt fire on you. You have literally, at times, you felt the fire of the Holy Spirit manifesting on you. And you want to, I think I want to say it like this. You really want to go to a whole nother level of consecrating your life to the Holy Spirit's direction. Doesn't mean you've been in sin. Doesn't mean you got some silly secret. And No, no. It just means that you're saying, I want a greater, higher level of consecration in my life. And I felt fire on me, Brian. If that's you, step out. I want to bless what the Holy, just step out quickly. I want to bless what the Holy Spirit is doing. I want to anoint you with oil right up here. And I need a couple men to help me tonight. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.